Good morning, all you people. Uh, another good day to be alive. Uh, hope you're all having a good Tuesday. Um, hope you're all preparing just in case we get this uh, hurricane that's uh, developing in the Gulf. Uh, we've already been hit one. We all had that hurricane fatigue after just getting out of Sally. Now we have to deal with Delta if it uh, decides to shift our way. So just make sure you're prepared. You know, get your generators, get your water, get your gas, get everything you need. And, uh, you know, just be safe in, uh, in what's coming in the next few days this week. Uh, so a few football games that came on yesterday and a firing. Uh, let me go ahead and talk about the firing real quick. Uh, the Texans fired their coach and apparently GM Bill O'Brien, which I think should have been done, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. But especially the straw that broke my camel's back would have been last season when uh, they had the Chiefs down 24-0 and ended up losing that game. Uh, that would have been an unacceptable loss, and that would have been my cue to uh, part ways with the uh, with Bill O'Brien. Now, that being said, I think that, um, you know, there needs to be something said about how he basically kind of ran the program to the ground. It's just that you, you traded away uh, one of Deshaun Watson's favorite targets and then uh, gave away a first-round draft pick to Miami. So it's kind of like, as a coach, he didn't do well. But then as a GM, I think he did worse because he didn't set them up really well for the future at all. <laughs> so it's going to be a tough go. And, and like um, <clears throat> I saw someone say the other day that I hope whoever the next coach is knows that this isn't going to be a cakewalk, that this is going to be a full-on maybe rebuild you know, trying to get a good line, trying to get a, a good receivers for Watson. You know, it basically he has a bunch of wide receiver twos as his option, you know, with Brandon Cooks and aged Randall Cobb, you know, Will Fuller, who's a who's a decent receiver, but he's still on that role playing. He doesn't have a legit wide receiver one anymore since Hopkins went over to Arizona. So it's just it's just uh, bad all around, and you're going to be interested to see the next few years what the Texans will have in mind, if, if Watson will stay, you know, if J.J. Watt will still stay or will he'll ask for a trade. So uh, very telling these next couple of years for the Texans. Uh, for the next up is the Chiefs game that uh, got played after the uh, COVID-19 uh, scare. Uh, they played at uh, 6 o'clock my time, so... You know, it was uh, good to see them play, but it wasn't the matchup that we all were gearing up to see the week before. Uh, we were all expecting to see Cam and expecting to see uh, Mahomes matchup, and it just didn't go out that way because Cam had tested positive for uh, coronavirus. They say he's asymptomatic. He should be good, go, good to go for next week, though, so that's good to hear. But, you know, it, the game went exactly how I expected it. Uh, I expected Bill not to just roll over just because uh, Cam was out. I expected him to make it an interesting game, a bit of a chess match, which he did for the most part. But the thing about backups is there are reasons they're backups. Uh, you know, Brian Horner uh, getting the pass to the uh, red zone about two times and then the before halftime being down 6-3 and having a chance to maybe just, you know, tie or maybe take the lead, he took a critical sack and then didn't realize they didn't have a timeout. So the Patriots came out with no points that drive. Then the next uh, offensive drive they had, again, 
he they drove and then he fumbled. And so those are critical mistakes. And he also had an interception at the beginning of the game. So those are critical mistakes that you really wouldn't have seen, I think, from Cam. Because, you know, Cam be the option of if he doesn't see anyone open, he at least will run and get you yardage and make better decisions. So those were just, you know, critical critical mistakes that basically kept, I would say, if Cam was in there about 21 points automatically from the from the Patriots. So that's really why you need your starters and you and you need uh your 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 QB1 in there for those situations. But that's just and just what you have to make with uh dealing with the circumstances as they are with COVID-19. It's just uh it's just something that all teams will have to adjust to with their star players sometimes being out for an amount of times and they also had to fly the day of to Kansas City. They didn't stay in Kansas City at a hotel or anything. They stayed at their houses, quarantined, and then went to go to the game the day of, which is uh, really unheard of. So, like I said, odd times were in. You know, on the other side, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes wasn't uh, flashy or anything, but he did enough to get the win. You know, he had uh, two late touchdowns, you know, one to Hill and another to uh, Hartman, I think it was. But it was just, uh, it was a good game, a good defensive game, all till the fourth quarter because uh, they benched Hoyer and then Jared Stidham came in. And then next thing you know, uh, he threw a touchdown on one of his first passes, and that was uh, that. But then came back and threw two interceptions. One, I think, wasn't his fault because Julian Elman got hands on it, and then it. uh, it hit his hands and went to Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews' hands for a pick six. So I won't blame that entirely on Stedham. I'll give Edelman some blame for that as well, for not holding on to the ball. But, uh, yeah, they've just I think the Patriots will be fine. You know, at all circumstances being, they've played a decent game, having their main person out. So I'm sure once Cam goes, comes back, they'll be right back to business. And Chiefs, you know, Chiefs are going to chief. They're going, uh, they're going to be a, a formidable matchup for anyone. You know, going the last four years, 4-0, and oh, that's a slate that's never been done before in the National Football League. You know, so they're becoming a juggernaut in their own right, especially if they can produce more uh, championships in the uh, Mahomes era. And lastly, going to the Green Bay game and last Falcons game, uh, that, that game went... Uh, entirely as I suspected. Some people thought it would have been upset, but I said Atlanta's not good enough to probably upset the Packers at home. And I was right because, um, you know, Matt Ryan is uh, showing his age a little bit. You know, not hitting the receivers in stride, not hitting Julio Jones. And I think Julio Jones got hurt around uh, halftime because I didn't see much of him. You know, not seeing Calvin really being open in the slots and, and everything it's just it's just a hard time to watch and I can imagine being a Falcons fan having to watch that every week I mean the good part is they didn't give up a fourth quarter lead in that loss so maybe that's something to hang your head up <laughs> the Falcons fans but um yeah I think it's time that uh Dan Quinn should uh I think his tenure has ran at uh at at the with the Falcons uh, I think he just I haven't found a groove yet with any of the players that he's drafted and the organization needs to just go a different direction, you know, get more of a 
offensive minded person, you know, see if you can get any value while Julio still has some of his uh, prime left, you know, being 32 years old, his, his time's running out per se of him trying to get to another Super Bowl and win one. So you may have to look at those options. They're just uh, a difficult situation all around for the Atlanta Falcons organization right now. And then uh, switch it to the Green Bay Packers. You know, they haven't really lost a step at all still. You know, Matt LaFleur being one of the uh, best young coaches in the league, him and Sean McVay being uh, some good offensive play callers. And, you know, it's good to see Aaron Rodgers finally look happy in the offense. You know, he, he's been uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks to play this game. And I think the stat last week said that he has thrown to only two first-round wide receivers. So it's amazing how we talk about Tom Brady doing what he can with what little he has and, you know, Breeze doing with what he can with what little he has. But we don't really talk about how Rodgers has basically done his whole career with what he had, you know, not having a first-round receiver that much and still putting the yardage and everything he can, being as accurate as he is. You know, being sometimes as flawless as he is, it's just amazing to see, and uh, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good to see how far they can go with this four and zero start. You know, see if they can be number one in the AFC and uh, clinch the buy uh, seats. But there's a couple other teams that could do that. You know, the Seahawks. You know, it's fair game still early in the season, only week four, so we're gonna see how it goes. But in my opinion, I think uh, Green Bay has a legitimate and decent shot to do that. So that's all I got for y'all today. Uh, it's going to be a good slate of games coming this weekend. If I'll be able to watch them in case the hurricane knocks power out, uh, finger crossed I'll be able to. There's going to be some good college games this weekend and some good NFL games this weekend. So always, y'all be safe and be easy.